Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, your host of Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And in this episode, I sit down with Lisa Rodriguez and we talk about self-directed IRAs, self-directed solo 401ks. And man, is that important information for you to have? Let me tell you, I learned a ton from her and it's just one of the strategies that you can use to keep control and get better returns on your money and really plan accordingly and, and plan correctly for your for your own retirement. The IRS gives you a lot of gives us a lot of leeways in how to use a 401k and what we can and cannot use it and Lisa shares all of that stuff. And again as usual, if you or someone you know would like to invest passively in multi in a multifamily property, consider investing with our group. Go to my website Stroudsburg REI that's uh, my Real Estate Investors Club website, that's stroudsburgrei.com. Click on Partner With Us. The tab that says Partner With Us. We have a free webinar there. You can see how it works and how you can invest with us. And we help investors get above average returns on their investments by investing with us in multifamily. Again, I hope you enjoy this. I certainly did. I learned a ton from Lisa. This is one of the things I love about my podcast is I'm constantly, constantly learning, constantly growing from the people I interview Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the other side. Peace out. Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Lisa Rodriguez, and she works for New View Trust Company. She is a solo 401k and self-directed IRA specialist. And I want to welcome you, Lisa. Thank you for being here today and taking the time to educate me and um, my listeners here today. I'm looking forward to all of the financial education you're going to give us. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us uh, how you got started in the financial world, where you come from. Tell us, uh, tell us about you. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Martin. I really appreciate it. Um, my background is actually in the insurance industry. I started in the insurance industry with Liberty Mutual, uh, worked there for about 14 years, and then decided to go ahead and open up my own insurance agency. So I had my insurance agency for about five years. I got to network with a lot of real estate investors and realtors and lenders. And the more I learned about real estate investment, the more intrigued I became. So when I decided to sell my insurance agency, I was looking for an opportunity to work closely with investors, to learn from investors. Um, I do have a commercial property myself and I have had a rental property in the past. So I found out about NewView. One of my friends worked at NewView and were telling me all about self-direction and what you can do with an IRA. And um, I was kind of mad because I had never heard of it before. And I was I wanted to know about it 10, 20 years ago when um, I had more opportunity, but I figured 
if I felt that way, there were a lot of people out there that felt that way. I wanted to go ahead and learn and educate others so that number one, they might not make the same mistakes that I made. And number two, to help people grow in a different way outside of what they're used to learning about, which are, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and give them an alternative to that because not everybody understands that. And some people like you and other investors really understand real estate or notes or, um, you know, other opportunities that I think that people would grasp and take advantage of if they knew that it existed. Fantastic. So I want to start with with a self-directed IRA. So I personally don't have a self-directed IRA. One of my mentors, when I first got educated in real as a real estate investor, right, when I first really got my education as an investor, and you're always learning, right? I'm always learning. So I'm you're on this show because I want to learn from you. So I'm looking forward to learning from you. But that was one of the big things that my mentor said at the time. He said, you know, get a self-directed IRA. I'm such a big action taker. I just take action. I went, I did everything else, but I never set up a self-directed IRA. I went and I set up the LLCs. I set up holding companies and I set up all these other things. I never got around to setting up a self-directed IRA. So can you tell us first, what is a self-directed IRA? So a self-directed IRA is the same as a traditional or Roth IRA. It's just what you can do with it, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, a word that's used to describe what you can do with it. So in a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, if you went to Fidelity, Schwab, you know, you would open an account and, and with the IRA, you could invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds. With a self-directed IRA, it actually gives you the opportunity to invest in alternative assets, such as real estates or notes investing, private stock, and um, and you are the one that's in control of it. So you find, that's the self and self-direction, you find what it is that you want to invest in, and you let us know where you want us to send the money, and that's pretty much how it works. Okay, so just to get clarity on this thing here, so an IRA... Just so, so maybe people don't know, maybe someone listening doesn't know what an IRA is. An IRA is an individual retirement account. So yeah. I can go purchase an IRA from my bank or Char uh, Schwab or one of those investment companies, whoever, right? And then they take my money and they would invest it in whatever funds or whatever, whatever, the stock market, let's just say. Mm-hmm. With a self-directed IRA, I would go to someone like you, Lisa, give you set up, you set up the self-directed for me. I give you the money. And then what happens? Can you explain to me what so happens? Because I know the difference is... with, with when I give it to one of those guys, because I have a Roth IRA. Uh, but what happens when I give it to you for a self-directed IRA, when I have a flip or I have a bird that I want to do, I want to do a, you know, a buy, fix rehab. And uh, how does that work? How, tell me, what okay. do I do? How did tell me? So this is what the process looks like. You come to me, you say, okay, I either want to transfer the Roth that I have into a self-directed or I want to get a new one. So the, okay. the first- so hold that, hold mm-hmm. that, hold that thought. So if someone has an IRA right now, so it's not like you have to set up a new one. I can actually, so if someone's had an IRA for 20 or 30 years and they're listening, they can actually take their money from that account, transfer it over without having to pay the 59 and a half penalty, 10% penalty, that is transfer correct. it over to a transfer it over to you for a self-directed IRA, and then you can use it to invest in real estate yourself? Yes. Holy smokes, that's fantastic. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I was getting that. Okay. Yes, so that's part one. So part one of the process is 
is opening the account, right? So you open the account here. And then part two is transferring the money in, whether that's a rollover from an old 401k that you have sitting because you left the company 10 years ago and now you know you want to bring it because it's just been sitting there and you really didn't know what to do with it. That's considered a rollover. That's bringing the money over. Or like you said, you have a Roth somewhere and you want to transfer an IRA to an IRA. That's part step number two. So however long that takes, usually between five and 10 business days, depending on who it's coming from. And then part three of that process is when you make the investment. So whether it's, you know, the fix and flip or the burr, whatever you talked about there, um, there's a purchase packet that is affiliated with that. So you tell us, okay, Lisa, I want to buy this house. This is the address. This is the closing date. This is the title company I want to use. You also send us a copy of the contract. That real estate contract has to be in the name of your IRA. Okay. Not your personal. Not my name. LLC. So, so not my LLC. Okay. Correct. Your, your IRA's name. And then that is pretty much the process. We review that paperwork within two business days. You have funding and you close and you're happy and we're happy. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, for the most part, you know, guys like me and the way I teach my students is we buy with LLCs. Is there a way around that? So, however, most people have their money in their own personal name. They don't have their money in an, in, in an can, IRA. I'm just, I'm just curious if there's a way around that. To sure. get you know what I mean? Because for liability purposes, we, we teach Well, I was taught and I teach my students to buy with an LLC, never in their own personal name. You, in the IRA, you can either have it use your account number or your name or both. Uh, some people do it that way. So you can do that so that your name is not there, but it'll show like an account number. Or you can use your IRA and purchase an LLC with your IRA. So 100% share of the, that LLC. And then essentially you have checkbook control with that LLC. It wouldn't be one that you already have in existence. It would be a new one that the IRA um, basically purchased. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Now, okay, so we talked about the self-directed IRA, how it works, and we can roll it over. So we can also roll over if someone has an old 401k. I just want to make sure I repeat this because this is extremely important. Someone has an old 401k with an old job. Guys, listen, if you're an investor and and you have $25,000 with an old job uh, somewhere in a 401k, Lisa just told us that you can roll it into a self-directed IRA, not pay the 10.5% penalty if you're under 59.5, because there's a penalty if you're under 59.5 for taking the money out. You can roll it over, no penalty, and then use it to go and buy real estate and create wealth with it. Am I correct on that? Yes or yes, Lisa? That is correct. Okay, fantastic. Now, where is the benefit to a real estate investor to get and set up a self-directed IRA. What is the benefit for uh, an investor to set up a self-directed IRA? What was the benefit? So it's the tax advantages. And here's kind of an illustration that I'll try to paint a good picture for you of. If you had a dollar and you doubled that dollar for a period of 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. So the investment's a dollar. It doubles every year. Dollar turns into $2, $2 into $4, $4, $8, all the way for 20 years. Because of taxes, right? You're paying about 25% taxes. So after 20 years, that dollar turns into $72,000. Okay, which mm-hmm. is good. If we had, if we turned a dollar into $72,000, $72, that would be a pretty decent investment. 
That's if we took that same dollar and we put it in an actual retirement account and we did the same thing, same investment, same dollar, same doubling of the investment over the same a period of time, which is 20 years, that dollar would turn into over a million dollars. It's about a million forty-eight thousand dollars. Okay, so that's the power of using a tax advantage account. If it was in a Roth, you would take that million forty-two thousand and say thank you very much. If it was in a traditional account, um, you may pay—I don't know if you were taking it all at once—probably forty percent taxes, but you're still going to have six hundred thousand dollars versus seventy-two thousand dollars. Got it. So I have a question about the Roth. So if I have a Roth, a Roth IRA, can you explain what a Roth IRA is for, for those of those that might be listening that don't know what a Roth IRA is? Can you explain it's, that real quick? It's the after-tax dollar, the post-tax dollar. So you're basically going to pay uh, your taxes on the seed rather than the crop. So going into it, you're paying taxes beforehand, and then you're, you're putting the money into the IRA after tax. With the so, your gains, mm-hmm. so your gains are not taxed, correct? On correct. the Roth IRA. For people correct. So you can make a million dollars in gains. When you take it out, it's not taxed. That is correct. Okay. Now, if someone has $100,000 in a Roth IRA and they want to move it into a self-directed IRA, then what are the implications on the gains there? Does it still stay tax sheltered or not? Yes, Maybe it does because you're essentially okay. transferring it. Mm-hmm. So that self-directed IRA becomes a Roth self-directed IRA in essence, what it's you're the saying? Same. Yes. The, the word self is pretty much a moniker. It's just so that you know the difference. It's not a traditional, traditional IRA that goes into stock markets, right? It would be a traditional self-directed IRA or a Roth self-directed IRA. So it's okay, basically saying point. they're alternative assets. Got it. I got another question for you. So now let's say someone's got that same $100,000 in their Roth IRA. And I know I'm asking a lot of questions because I'm actually I'm learning (laughs) from you, just like I told you I would. Um, So someone has now $100,000 in their Roth IRA and they want to put it in their self-directed IRA, but they want to invest that $100,000 with a company like mine, with a syndicator like mine. I buy apartment apartment buildings with with groups of, of investors. Now they're just a passive investor and their money is usually tied in for for anywhere between three to seven years and they get cash flow and they participate on the cash flow. How do you treat that then, Lisa? What happens, you know, how is that looked at? How is that treated being that the money's gonna sit there for for that long? That's okay. I mean if you're comfortable with that as far as a time frame is concerned, I mean we don't put a time frame on it. If you want it involved in some investment for five years, 10 years, 30 years, that's entirely up to you. Whenever you okay. just, whenever you get your profits, if you get them monthly or annually, so go get, back so, into so your so IRA. My, yeah. So my investors, the cash flow, my investors get quarterly distributions based on the rents. So what happens to, do they have to put their cash flow back into it or can they use the cash flow? to do whatever they want to with it, right? Because basically that's their dividend. It goes back into the IRA because remember, the IRA is strictly for retirement purposes, right? So if you wanted, you could take it as a distribution, you know, but yes, you're... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why I love this right now. I'm going to tell you why I love this right now. We're working on a deal. My business partner and I, it's a small commercial deal. It's 11, it's 11 units. It's not that big. 
but we are syndicate. We are working with with investors, and the average rate of return on that deal over the course of the five years is eighteen percent. So can you imagine eighteen percent on a rental asset, right? And then you just putting it back in there. Basically, in five years, you double your money. People, double, you know, my investors are going to be doubling their money when we execute on our business plan. So I really, really love what you're saying right now. Uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the CARES Act. Okay, Lisa, uh, tell me how what what's going on with the CARES Act and all of this stuff. Like I said to you earlier, I read the I read the CARES Act, but tell me what are the effects of what we can do, what we cannot do in terms of the the, the, the CARES Act that was passed okay. this year. So the CARES Act says, um, and you can go to irs.gov and look through their frequently asked questions on the CARES Act, but it basically says that if you were affected medically or financially by COVID or someone in your household, then you can essentially take up to $100,000 of your 401k um, and and take that for a period of three years. Now, um, you can take it and you can roll it into a self-directed IRA and then essentially start self-directing that money. It's the first time in over 40 years that the gates have been opened to your current employer's 401k. Usually that's not the case. Usually you can take an old 401k. So the only way that you could ever take from your 401k in the past is if you left or you retired that job, you know, or, or, you know, you were let go and then you had access to your 401k, but now due to COVID and some of the requirements there, you can have access to your 401k, which is huge for people like you and your listeners that are real estate investors that have not had that opportunity in the past. Okay. So now you have, you can get up to a hundred thousand. So if, so they allow you to take out a hundred thousand if you don't have if you have a COVID related financial hardship, mm-hmm. right? What are the rules in reference to putting it back? Um, and what you have are, three. I years. know there's no no penalties. I know there's no penalties mm-hmm. because of the the bill seven four eight. Right. But well, what are the rules to put it back? You have three years in order to put that back. Um, I'm not a tax professional, so I don't have all the you know inside. However, I have heard and speaking with some of my clients that you can either pay the taxes at one time or over three years. If you end up putting it into another retirement account, such as a self-directed IRA or solo 401k, then um, you can either adjust your next taxes if you had to go ahead and pay them. So um, it's, it's absolutely advantageous for any investors that want to get out of Wall Street and come into Main Street. I'm glad you said Wall Street coming into Main Street. I want to talk to you about that. Wall Street is, um, in my opinion, we're at a bubble right now. You being a financial professional, what are your thoughts in what's happening in our economy right now? We are in officially in a recession. We have two consecutive negative GD quarters of negative GDP, which officially makes it a recession, although it doesn't feel that way in the streets. Well, at least in my world, people are spending money, buying cars and doing, and it's just crazy, but it's happening. I mean, it's weirdest recession ever. And uh, what is your thoughts on that? Um, What do you see? Yeah, personally, um, I was affected. I mean, so in March, I don't know about you, but I was in, uh, I had some money in the stock market and I lost a lot of money in the stock market and then it came back and, you know, and so I took that money right away and put it into my self-directed account here. Cause I said, I'm not going to let that happen again. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's so weird and it's such a, um, it's such a hard time to kind of describe. We're in the middle of pandemic. We have so many people unemployed, um, real estate markets hot in our area here in Florida. I mean, the whole country, the whole entire country. It, it, it really doesn't make sense. The stock market came back again. We have so so many people in the middle of evictions in the middle of, you know, (laughs) foreclosures. um, foreclosures. I mean, it's, it's really an interesting time and I just don't see how it's going to continue in the direction that it was going. It's gone, it slowed down a little bit, but I mean, it's just so unpredictable and so volatile. It's very hard to really make a determination of what that's even going to look like tomorrow, nonetheless, by the end of the year. So, I mean. Gotcha. Uh, Can you share with me one of your, maybe you could share a story, one of our listeners with any of your in any of your clients that are real estate investors that have had some success using a self-directed IRA. Do you have any stories like that you can share with us? Yeah. Um, we have a client that he started his self-direction, um, about 13 years ago. He started with, I think $58,000 and he is currently over a million dollars in that account. And the same for his wife. I mean, he's, pretty heavy on education and real estate investment and, you know, buying land. And um, I mean, he really has grown the account substantially in a short period of time. And, and he teaches that as well as part, I mean, you know, educators in real estate investment, just like you and and, uh, a lot of the listeners that are here. But I mean, there are people they buy, there's some of our clients buy raw land, um, some buy storage facilities. I mean, we've had even, racehorses. I mean, you name it, there's a lot of things you can invest in. It's it's a very interesting job. So tell me, what are the things that you cannot invest in once you have a self-directed IRA? What are those? Because I know that there are some things you cannot invest in. What are the it's like when when you have kids, right, and your kids are opening the refrigerator door and jumping on uh, the furniture. And you're telling them, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" You don't tell them what to do, right? It's what you don't do, and that's kind of the guidelines that the IRS has for us. So the first thing they tell us is we cannot purchase life insurance in our self-directed IRAs. Life insurance is for after you pass, and IRAs for your retirement, right? The second thing that they say is that you can't buy collectibles, you know, fine arts and things like that. That's hard to place a value on those items. So the IRS just says they don't want to deal with that and we cannot purchase those in our IRAs. That's it. So just life insurance and collectibles? Those are the two. That was pretty that that's pretty easy. Okay, that's great. Lisa, this was awesome. I'm so glad that you came on here. Is there anything else that we should know as investors that we haven't covered yet? Is there anything else that I should know as a, as a real estate investor that we haven't touched on? So I can use this money basically for any, if I want to buy rentals, I can use it, right? Mm-hmm. I can use the money, but the cash flow, I have to put it back after expenses, correct? I have to that put my correct. cash flow back in. Now I can buy fix and flip with it, right? Can I, can I keep my capital? Can I keep my gains? And put the principal back, or do I have to put the principal and the gains back my my into that self-directed? So everything goes back into your self-directed account. The the rent, the monthly rents, when you sell the property, remember there's no capital gains, right? Because it's in an IRA. So everything goes back into the IRA for retirement purposes. 
Um, you mentioned the fix and flip. So I'll comment on this and I'll say that just remember that everything that's done with your IRA must be passive investment, right? So you, um, there are some disqualified parties, right? So yourself, your lineal ascendants, that's going to be your parents, grandparents, lineal descendants, children, grandchildren, yourself, spouses of any of those individuals and businesses owned by any of those individuals. So for example, if you were to purchase a flip, you would have to hire somebody to do the flooring, to do the cabinetry, the paint. You couldn't hire your dad's company and you couldn't sell it to your child, right? Because those are disqualified parties. You couldn't have any sweat equity in that either, okay? Because you couldn't go in and, I don't know, change out the toilet if you wanted to. Um, But Everyone else in the world is eligible. So however many millions of people are there, it's just those few people because the IRS just does not want you to um, have any sweetheart deals with them or, you know, make any inside deals that they're not aware of that's going to affect your retirement and the possibility of, you know, having some issues with that. So the people that are not on that are, you know, sisters, brothers, you didn't hear that, cousins, aunts, uncles, right? Just make sure mm-hmm. that if you have them and you're using their businesses or something like that, that you're being fair and doing fair market value charges for that. So if you're renting to them, whatever the neighborhood's fair market value is for rents and, you know, just to make sure you're on the up and up with that. Amazing. Outstanding. Thank you so much for for sharing with us today, Lisa. Uh, if, if any of our listeners want to get a hold of you and like I said, they, maybe they have some money, they want to move it into a self-directed IRA, and then they want to call me, of course, and say, hey, Martin, I want to partner up with you and do a deal. Maybe we have a flip or something. Who knows, right? Or maybe we have an apartment Absolutely. complex we're buying and they want to, and they want to partner, they want to move their money through one of my, one of my teams. How can they get a hold of you, dear? We are at newviewtrust.com, and that's N-U-V-I-E-W, trust.com. Um, and that's the best way you can go there. You can download our e-guide, which kind of talks about some of the points that we spoke about today. Um, there's a lot of beneficial resources on our blog. There's webinars and podcasts and articles. So, I mean, there's a lot of information where they could learn or they can call and ask for me. <laughs> Again, I'm Lisa Rodriguez. And what's that phone number, Lisa? So people can, Four, um, can have it's it. It's 407-412-7177. Okay. And thank you so much, Lisa. This has been very insightful. I learned a ton from you. I knew I would. And um, I'm sorry if I asked a bunch of questions there, uh, you know, but um, I want to learn. I'm always, actually, I started this podcast because I like to learn and all of the insights I, you know, I get and I get to share it and others learn with me. So it's, it's a great thing. Thank you, Lisa. And I'd love to have you back on soon. Um, when the market starts to shift and we start seeing some changes here. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you, Martin. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.